0: All right. So we've got uh this call is now being recorded. Again, sorry for the late uh begin here. Just waiting for Chris and I, I imagine he's gotten hung up on something.
1: Um and let's see here.
0: Kathy was that you? Yeah. Okay, perfect. We've got you on now. So go ahead. Let's 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 say that again.
2: Just the phrase staying in integrity with personal goals. Okay. And Wow. Yesterday, I asked the question of myself, um, what's the side of me that I keep hidden and don't want anyone to know? Okay. And the thought came up that I'm vulnerable. Isn't that kind of an oxymoron? I mean, just kind of interesting how that, that came out. But then just finding that phrase this morning, um, goodness, it really triggered me.
0: So tell me what that means for you. What does it mean to stay in integrity with personal goals?
2: Well, I think of integrity as being completely honest. So when I don't reach a goal or when I'm not working towards my goal, um, it just makes me really ask that question. Am I really being honest with myself? Am I in integrity? And I feel like I'm calling myself on the carpet because integrity is a huge thing.
1: Yeah.
0: So, take a deep breath. What's the limiting belief that's coming up for you?
2: That I'm out of integrity.
0: Okay. That's a big one, isn't it for you? Yeah. So, before we jump in, I wanna, I wanna take a really small teaching moment here Mm
3: -hmm. when you
0: have the idea or the thought I'm not an integrity where do you go where does your mind automatically go
2: um like I could really allow myself to go to a deep dark place of Satan's got a grip on me I'm a liar I'm not telling the truth I'm I'm dishonest and I know that that's Below the line thinking that that's what he would want me to believe, and it can take you to guilt and shame and all kinds of crap. It's like I don't want to stay there.
0: That is that is that typically where you find yourself?
2: Not complete. I mean, I, not completely, t- not typically. Um, what is I just typically? mean when you
0: have that thought that I'm out of integrity.
2: It's. I guess I feel like it's something that I have really been avoiding being completely that honest with myself and and feeling like that's really something I need to, t- to take a look at when I set goals. Um, yeah. Being completely on board with what I want to achieve and then finding myself not doing the things that I said I would do, that's dishonest, right? I mean, if if you're... Sure. So... I don't want to be in that guilt and shame. I want to, and I think guilt even can be motivating if it helps you to make that decision to do something better. But shame, there's no use for shame.
0: Good. So I want to challenge you, Kathy. When you have that feeling of, I'm out of integrity, To learn to look at it from a space of observation, first of all. So often we love to jump into this judgment, the shame, the guilt, and it's not that we want to. That's just our pattern. We slip back into these patterns because this is what we've been taught. Either our parents or uh, someone that we've trusted at some point or another has has uh, taught us things that we have then learned and accepted. That when I'm out of integrity, when I tell a lie, that I have to fall further into shame, guilt, suffering, and beat myself up. I've got to put on the sackcloth and throw ashes on myself, you know. And the truth of it is, is that's just not useful. Or I guess I could ask you the question, is that useful?
2: It's not useful if it leaves you in shame. It, it can only be useful if, if, if you find a way to turn that around to be like, this isn't what I want, and to really use it to motivate yourself to get back on track with your goals. That would be the only use for it if it really can you know, really make it work that way, right? Right. Good.
0: So, so again, close your eyes. Make sure you're. I want to look around grounded here for a second. So, when you have that thought, I'm out of integrity, or when that limiting belief comes up for you, what's the very first thought that uh, that comes to mind? the first memory?
2: Just saying that I was going to do something and then not doing it. And then um, someone asking, did you get that done? And you just want to lie about it. Okay. But you can't. You just, I'm like, no, but I'll do it right now. Um and I couldn't even tell you what age that is, but it seems to be a pattern.
0: Okay, what do you think? What does intuition tell you? How old were you when that first happened?
2: Probably let's see let's say second grade
0: okay, second grade, so six years old, right around there seven seven, okay. So again, right now, we're going to go to a space of intuition right now. So, when you had that experience, what did you decide about yourself?
3: Mm.
2: I questioned whether I was being asked to do something that I was really capable of. So maybe believing, wondering, am I capable?
1: Okay,
0: what are some other words that could describe that? Am I capable? Because most seven-year-olds don't, don't have the thought, am I capable?
2: Um, <clears throat> I don't know how to do
0: it. Okay, I don't know how. I'm not able or I can't do it. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. We're asked to do something. You stepped to, up step to do it. You know that you're supposed to be an integrity, yet you felt that you couldn't.
2: And I didn't know how to ask for help.
0: Okay. So, Kathy, how has this shown up for you
1: throughout your life?
2: Wow. (laughs) Just a lot of not asking.
0: Not knowing how to ask, not asking. Yeah. Being in a situation where you've now said yes to do something, but you don't know how to do it. So what inevitably is going to happen?
2: It's not going to get done. It'll be out of integrity.
0: Right. So you've created a space now based on a belief that you don't know how to ask for help, or you're not going to ask for help, or you can't ask for help, or you don't know how to do it to where now you've repeated this pattern over and over and over, haven't you?
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Are you ready to be done with this?
2: Yeah.
0: I want to take a deep breath. That's and I'd like you, in your mind's eye, I want you to go to a very safe space Can you imagine a very safe space for yourself? Yeah. And who is someone who you trust fully to show up for you in full integrity, to be completely honest with you, and uh, who you can lean on and, and believe, dead or alive, it doesn't matter who they are, who is someone that you can bring into this space with you?
2: I trust a lot of people but I think that only the Savior
0: okay good so will you invite the Savior there with you
3: yeah
0: alright so in this safe space with the Savior there I want you to imagine first of all that the Savior goes up to seven-year-old Kathy and he has something to say to her about integrity about being able to reach out for help, what would he say to you?
2: Remember that you are so loved. There are people who will show up for you, and I am always there for you.
1: Yeah.
0: Do you feel the power of that?
1: Yes. You can always ask for help. You're never alone.
0: How empowering is that?
2: It's, it's very empowering because so often I feel that if you have to ask for help, you're showing a sign of weakness and weakness empowering totally different ends of the spectrum. But it is empowering to be able to ask.
0: You know, there's a beautiful lesson here since you invited the Savior. When... The Savior was suffering for our sins. Did He ask for help?
2: He did ask the Father to remove the cup if it was possible.
0: Yeah. And what? is is He weak? Say again. Is 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 the Lord, is our Savior, weak? No. No, not even a little bit. Is He? There is strength in submission. There is strength in humility. And there is strength in asking. So I want uh, I want you to imagine the Savior now turns to Kathy of
1: today. What would He have to say to you?
2: I have given you strength. It's okay to ask. It's necessary to ask for help when needed. Mm -hmm. And be open to receive. How does that feel? Better.
1: Yeah.
0: We get to ask, and you're part of a wonderful group here. We've got an amazing group of individuals here on the line that are here to help support love and help you to do what it is that you desire which is what what is what is the new belief that's more empowering for you
2: that i am in integrity when i ask for help to achieve
0: my goal yeah say that again i am in integrity
2: i am in integrity
0: how does that feel true does it, and remember, integrity doesn't mean that you don't make mistakes. Being an integrity right. doesn't mean that you won't falter and fail at times. Being integrity means that you're also willing to recognize it and ask for that help, right? Yeah. So say it again and mean it. What's your new belief?
2: I am in integrity.
0: Yeah. Repeat these words. I step out in integrity.
2: I step out in integrity.
0: I do things I've never done before.
2: I do things I've never done before.
0: And I have a world of support around me.
2: And I have a world of support
0: around me. My Savior supports me.
2: My Savior supports me.
0: And I ask Him for help.
2: And I ask Him for help.
0: And He always shows up.
2: He always shows up.
0: How does that feel?
2: complete. It feels so much better.
0: Kathy, I want you to real quick imagine now from this new space, I want you to imagine just blurbs going forward in your life from seven-year-old to now. And imagine now with this new belief all of the different moments in your life where you now show up in integrity. Can you just real fast just file, shuffle through some different memories? Can you do that real quick?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you see yourself showing up in integrity over and over and over and over again?
2: Yeah, there is evidence, loads of evidence.
0: So much evidence. You are a woman of integrity. Say it one more time.
2: I am a woman of integrity. <laughs> yeah.
0: Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. What a great way to start this call. Now, I know we've got uh, Chris Krohn on the phone. Chris, you there?
1: I sure am. Awesome.
0: Hey, welcome, brother. Thanks for jumping on. Hey, I appreciate it. I'm, I'm super excited about today's conversation. And I was just enjoying sitting back and hearing this really, really beautiful uh, breakthrough, Kathy. I'm really proud of you and uh, excited for everyone that we have on today's call. So thank you, Stephen, very much. Oh,
1: my pleasure.
0: All right, friends. So before I kick off and, and, and launch into our to training today and, and uh, really take a look at life, through the eyes of Sherlock Holmes, with his incredible deduction skills, um, with this new lens of breakthrough, um, I just want to ask how everyone is doing on your success guides. Uh, I'm, I'm getting uh, all sorts of uh, you know success stories in concerns, people doing breakthrough, what they're learning, how they're growing, and I just want to invite you to do a moment of personal inventory on how's it going. How is it benefiting you? Are you using it? What are you watching and learning about yourself? Because I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm so thrilled with all the things that I'm learning with, with adapting this new skill. And I have to tell you, I am very, very careful what habits and hobbies I adopt, because I'm the kind of person that if I take it into my life, I want to do it amazing and first class, and I don't want it to be anything less. Stephen, I'd like to just open up the lines and see if we can get a couple of you hit star six in a moment. Um, and what I'd love to do is um, just get a chance to hear from some of you on how it's going with you so far on using the success guide. Stephen, can we open up lines? Yeah, we're on Q&A. We're all set. Awesome. So just go ahead and hit star six, and we'd just love to hear what's your experience been like with the success guide so far? Have any of you achieved one of your major manifestations? Did you actually hit one of your weekly goals? How's it coming along? While we've got a couple of people coming in the queue, I just wanted to share a few of mine. Uh, So obviously, this is something I have with me every day. And I've had a couple of days in the last couple of weeks where I kind of shrugged it. I wasn't using it to its full potential. Um, But a couple of things that have been really amazing for me is with the level of experience that I have in manifesting, I'm amazed at how quickly the things that I want show up. Um, Literally... Knowing what I want and being clear on the action step I want to take today, it's pretty mind-blowing to see that within a 24-hour period of time, um, some super huge manifestations can come about. And um, I, I, I feel like I've already like, created six or seven crazy, huge breakthroughs and success stories from just using this the last couple of weeks. It's, um, it's been huge. Um, but I'd like to open up, Steve, do we have anyone that's in the queue to kind of share what their experience has been like so far? We do. Uh, let me go ahead and click on here. We've got a uh, phone number, ending in 8880. That's Corey.
1: Hey, Corey. Hey, Corey. How you doing? <clears throat> I'm doing really well, guys. Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah,
0: thanks. Yeah, sure. Uh,
1: for me, it's, I've always had this lemony belief about tracking my daily progress for whatever reason. And so when we got these, I was very excited about it, and it's been really transformational for me. Just, one, it's showing me daily progress, good or bad, because there's days that I haven't gotten into the book. And I don't beat myself up. I don't do anything that it's just, all right, tomorrow's going to be a better day because you get busy and you have family obligations and stuff like that. But overall, for me, it's, it's been a tremendous tool, the best one we've been given so far in just tracking our progress and uh, being able to carry it around with us easily is a huge part of that. Um, so it's been a great tool for me, and I'm very appreciative of it.
0: I really appreciate you sharing that. Super, super great. What would you say, as you as you have been doing some tracking the last two weeks, is there an, an experience or something that comes to mind that uh, – that really you know has served you personally
1: yeah it keeps me focused on my day because i use uh, one section of it the, the notes section um i kind of use that as my daily to-do list i've always had like all these sticky notes for what my goals were for that day and so that's why it's really organized to me and then i'm able to go back and you know see what I, what was needs to continue over to the next day that I didn't get to, or then I get to see my achievements that I did make. And it's just, just uh, totally focused me and uh, kept me on the on the tracks going forward. Good. Good.
0: Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate it. You betcha. All right. Stephen, who else do we have? Uh, as of right now, nobody. But we'll go ahead and press star six. We'd we'll love to hear from everyone what you're doing and how you're using your success guide. All right. Well, Corey, I appreciate you sharing. And we're going we're to continue with today's call. So today's call is what I call belief deduction. And it's this idea that how much can I really deduce from a person in a very short space of time? Um, years ago, I attended a multi-day training and at the end of the training, we, had, we were all just sitting there graduating from a really beautiful experience. And uh, it was kind of funny for me to reflect back because when I went and started this three-day training, I did not want to be there, um, not as a student at least. I was going there as an owner of a company. I was going there as my own level of facilitator. I was going there with my accomplishments. And uh, I remember on day one, I'm sitting there and uh, we're just meeting with uh, – you know with one of the counselors asking us, okay, what do you want to get out of this?" And I said, "Oh no, 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 I don't think you understand. I'm here as a personal favor to somebody else, and um, I'm just here to observe and to take notes and to sharpen up on my own skills through observation. And this very loving man, his wife was sitting there, he smiled and he said, "Well, Chris, that's really not going to cut it. You get to be a student and you get to go through the training. What do you want to learn?" And I learned so much about my personal arrogance. I learned so much about um, my my artificially inflated ego and it was a very humbling and very teachable opportunity So at the end of this three day amazing breakthrough in authenticity, from going from being this dominating steamroller to really becoming a lot more of a a compassionate, loving human being, we had time for Q&A at the end. And a bunch of different questions was asked. And I'll never forget someone asking this question to the facilitator. When you have very little time, how do you you produce quality experiences? And this is what the facilitator said. He said, you don't need time to produce a life-changing moment. You just need a moment. And it stuck with me so profound, this idea that if I'm present, and if I want to take every moment to the depths of its deepest quality possible, that's where I'm going to experience life in its truest way. I've got four children. Sometimes I ask myself, man, how do I give four children the time of day? How do I give four children? Because, hey, we all know what limiting beliefs of children are, right? My parents weren't there for me. They didn't show up for me. They did this. They did that. They live in a world of no's. This is how we transition a child from no to yes, and they remember a lot of the no's. And I'm like, man, how am I going to overcome my own children's limiting beliefs about their dad? And one of the things that I realize is that whether I'm spending 100 hours with the child or two hours with the child, there is something that I can do in whatever time I take. And that is that I can control the quality of depth of the experience. And I'm going to share with you how you can do this through belief deduction. You see, doing this world of work on our own limiting beliefs, have you not started developing a far deeper awareness that we all have beliefs, and some are positive and some are negative. And whether you are uh, a man or a woman on a mission to do something in business whether you're spending time with a child, whether you're spending time with your spouse, whether you're spending time with a friend, whether it's professional, whether it's casual. The question is, how do you maximize your time? And I do this through belief deduction. And I'm going to invite you to write this down. Belief deduction um, consists of four major benefits. The first one is, you, for, for belief deduction, you get to develop trigger awareness. We'll talk about that. You get to practice boundaries. Number three, a desire to serve. And number four, becoming present. Now, ultimately, what belief deduction is, is spending a minute with someone and being able to deduce exactly where they are at. You see, our beliefs are revealed through our energy, and our beliefs are revealed through our words. And what I want to do in a moment is, for fun, I just want to invite one of you to come on the line, just hit star six, and what we're going to do is we're just going to have a brief conversation for a moment, and then we're going to just look back and really take a look at what beliefs really surfaced from this conversation. And uh, we want to get as much participation on this as we can, so as you listen to this conversation, I want to invite you to have this heightened awareness of, wow, how much can you actually learn from a human being in a moment, or just a minute or two. So it's going to be a fun exercise. If anyone um, wants to, I just need a volunteer, someone who's willing to have a brief conversation, and just take a look at who you are and where you're at and what's going on, so that we can talk about how we can create the deepest level of depth in the moments that we have with people, whether it's professional or whether it's for family or friends or clients. So hit star six. Stephen, do we have someone that's come in the queue? Yeah, we do. Um, looks like phone number ending 8846... All right. Eight eight four six. Who do we got? You might be muted. We're not hearing you just yet.
3: It helps if I unmute my phone.
0: I know it does. <laughs> Who is this? <laughs>
3: Jeanette.
0: Danette, how are you doing? I'm good. You know, Danette, it doesn't matter what phone call I find myself on, if you're on it, you're always volunteering and participating. And I absolutely love that about you. Thank you. You're welcome. Every, every moment is an opportunity. So I appreciate you taking this one. And all I want to do is I, I just want to have a conversation with you about what's happening in your life
3: today. What's showing up for you? Hmm. What's showing up for me? I had a- beautiful opportunity this morning to do breakthroughs with someone in the inner circle and um, some real beliefs started coming up for me and listening to um, Stephen do the breakthrough with Kathy and I started questioning my own ability and, and how I do breakthroughs and what that means to me and how I can be more effective um, and that's really what's coming up for me
0: Wow, and and so what specifically in your conversation with Stephen kind of triggered some of these thoughts?
3: Watching, or watching, listening to Stephen do it so fluidly and so eloquently, and following the script without following the script, and just doing it in a conversational manner. That yeah, that is that is my goal. That is that is how I see the process being done. Um, But then when you go through the process to become an angel, there's so many other things that feel like limitations to being able to do it your own way. Yeah.
0: So friends, I've just been listening here to Danette here for the last one to two minutes. And um, I'm mostly just sitting here listening. And I'm not even face-to-face with Danette. And by the way, I don't need to be. and uh, being face-to-face certainly has its merits and benefits. But what I want to do is I want to talk about some of the different things that we're picking up from just being really present and listening to Danette, just be herself, and just being a, herself as a human being. So what I want to do is, um, is I, I've written down some of my comments, but I'd like to hit, have some of you also hit. Stephen, do we have the ability to put more than one person in the queue or, or one person on at a time? Uh, I don't believe so. Let me check. Because if we don't have to remute, maybe we can just keep unmuting the people that are going to oh, participate yeah, in this part. I, I could do that. Um, here, let me, yeah. I'm going to clear the queue because I know we've got some people from a past question. So I'm going right. to quickly go clear the queue and have anyone then choose in so I don't choose someone that maybe didn't want to be chosen. Um, Good. And Danette, actually, would you get back in as well? So Danette, anyone else who wants to participate here, go ahead and press start 6. All right, so so here's my invitation. Hit star six if you picked up on something, Danette, like one of her beliefs just from sitting and observing and listening to her talk. If you have a commentary on her energy, how she showed up today, how do you think that she's feeling, and what kind of beliefs may have been revealed just from that very brief exchange and conversation. I'm going to invite you to hit star six. Steven's just going to uh, unmute a bunch of you and I'm just going to invite you to speak up and, and just kind of share... What did you pick up from this brief conversation with net?
1: Okay, perfect. So I'm going to go ahead and unmute a few here. It looks like we've got Felicia and Donna, and uh, let's see here, Kathy as well. Okay, That's
0: looks like sure we've got everyone
3: in.
0: All right, so just go ahead and speak up and kind of share. What did you observe from that brief exchange?
2: This is Felicia, and I felt, I felt yep. uh, like a discouragement. Um, from observing, you know, Stephen, and 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 experiencing his mastery in that belief breakthrough moment, that it it, it felt like um, I'm less than I'm not great like Stephen, and um, and I'm, I'm I feel bad about that. That's that's what I heard. That there was a lowering of the energy in being with a great person, and. Uh, like, that's not necessary is the way it landed for me.
0: Perfect, Fisha. Excellent comment. Let's get a couple other. What else did you observe? Can real quick invite you? Go ahead and mute your phone out if you're not speaking because we're just getting a little bit of feedback. So um, go ahead and mute your own phone out if you're not speaking.
3: This is
2: Donna. Yeah, Donna. I felt that she felt a little stifled that she had to follow the script and just you know, I'm under observance and I'm stifled in how I want to express myself.
0: Awesome. Excellent comment. Perfect. Do we have one other person that also has a comment?
2: This is Kathy. Yeah, um, Kathy. At first, I, the, the thing I noticed was that just that she mentioned that she was doing belief breakthroughs. Um, I thought, well, that's awesome. There's somebody that really wants to move through this program and get better, and practice, and then as she went on and said, um, when she started questioning her own ability, there was a comparison there, and comparison can be the thief of happiness, and so um, being caught on herself because she's not as good as, but then turning that to almost a blaming of the script is stifling, and so not, not victimhood, but just
0: that space of... Um, concern yeah perfect observations so it's amazing what can be revealed in a really small exchange and when we're really listening and we really love and care about people and and we're sitting there here's some of the filters that I go through because like you I live in a world where I'm interacting with a lot of human beings and when I'm interacting with any of you I want to be my highest and best self and I want to be able to serve you as powerfully as possible so here's some of the filters the first one is trigger awareness, okay? And trigger awareness just says, do I understand that as I'm interacting with human beings that they can say things that can trigger me? And the reality is no one can trigger me but who? Well, it's myself. Me. And, the, and the moment I'm not aware of my triggers and then they just quote-unquote happen to me, what happens to my state of presence? Well, I lose it. And so all of a sudden, I'm no longer present, and, I can, and all of a sudden, I lose the ability to harness the depth of the moment. And so th- with this first one, trigger awareness, right next to that, I want to invite you to write to develop an awareness like a shield. And so as I'm out there interacting with human beings, I never want to confuse someone else's problems for my own, nor do I want to project my problems on them. And so if I ever find myself getting triggered and I'm aware of it, rather than projecting it on somebody else or beating myself up, because we're always going to internalize or externalize, I'm going to pause and say, oh, I don't have time this moment to look at that, but I'm going to put it on a shelf and I'm going to get to that in a few minutes. Or I'm going to look at that tonight. Or, hey, I've got the gift of time right now. Let's just pause and figure out what happened. Now, by taking that possible trigger and putting it to the side for a later moment or taking the moment to deal with it, Think of the level of consciousness and awareness that, and state that you are living at to be able to do that. It says, I don't want to waste any more moments in my life than I don't have to. I'm being disconnected from a human being. For example, uh, I could have interpreted Donette's message as, you know, Stephen, there was so much mastery and he did it so fluid. And then I think about the stifling process of going through and having the angels, you know, have me under observation. And, it, and I could for a moment say, oh my gosh, I'm becoming offended. You're sliding the inner circle. This is a program that I felt inspired to develop and create, and you're saying that it's flawed. Well, all of a sudden, I've lost my ability to be present with Donna because I'm so caught up in my own stuff. So number one, belief deduction, as you're you're consciously uh, out and about with human beings, is are you aware that if you get triggered that you can deal with it in the moment, that you can set it on the shelf, but no matter what, don't be unconscious to it and let it wreak havoc On the conversation of the person that you're in their space of here's a second one it's practicing boundaries now boundary practice means that uh, sometimes I'm, I'm in my business and sometimes I get in your business or sometimes I get in God's business there's power in your business there's no power with you being in someone else's business this last week I was learning that with my wife I thought well I'm her husband I'm entitled like, I should be able to, like, this is my business because we're focusing on cleaving unto each other and being one. Well, the reality is, Clint is still an independent, individual human being, and there gets to be a boundary there of what's her business and what's my business, and when do we get to occupy the same space, and when is there a firewall in that? Sometimes where we get triggered and lose our present state is when we have crossed over a boundary. So that's the second thing is, number one, triggered? Number two, am I crossing into a boundary or someone's space I'm not supposed to be in? Here's the third one, a desire to serve. You can be of service to any human being on, this moment, on the planet if you are present. You could be passing the homeless person on the street and have a few minutes at the stop line and might actually have an exchange of, hey, how are you doing? And, and you might find out that they want to talk to you. Or that they're lonely and that they're looking for companionship maybe they need bus money or, or meal money or maybe just the smile on your face could have some meaning for them so do I see people and if you're striving to create the deepest conscious moments possible this belief deduction can help you do that for example with the she volunteered and she came on the line and I'm asking myself wow with me just trying to take the net in and breathe her in and understand where she's at in her airspace, how can I serve her? Is there a way? Am I supposed to be serving her? Um do we get to just have a really positive or uplifting exchange, or is there you know does she need me to be there at her side for a breakthrough? What is she going through right now? And if you want to harness the power of a single moment, especially for those of you stepping into the space of mentoring, know that when you do Belief breakthrough, you become the mentor. You are facilitating breakthrough. And listening with your ears, your spiritual ears, your eyes, all your senses, there's so much we can learn just from being present to who we're speaking to. And then here's the fourth one. It is remaining present, becoming present. Um, belief deduction says that I'm listening intently and trying to understand this person. So at first when I was listening to, to, Donette that begin to speak one of the things that I observed is that the energy started on a fairly positive note this was just what I took in the net that um, you were talking about oh you know I, I was doing belief breakthrough with you know someone inside the inner circle I was taking a look at some of my beliefs and I thought oh that's positive positive. Donette is present she's doing the program there's good energy you know but then as I was listening to Steven I started questioning my ability well, friends, this is what I know about Danette. If I'm her mentor, if I'm there to, to create space or if I get the privilege of, of offering any observation, feedback, or advice, one of the awarenesses that I have is that Danette may be prone to being in a positive space, and yet the moment she compares herself to someone else doing something better than her, then she has the ability to tear herself down. And and notice that it doesn't have to be that way. There's complete room for someone like Danette to listen to Stephen and say, whoa, I'm so mesmerized by how fluid he is. There's so much encouragement. I'm even looking forward to doing belief breakthrough at an even greater level. I'm going to double down. I'm going to practice more. But instead, it turned into a, man, I just, I feel under scrutiny. Will I ever be good enough? Will I get there? And there was that energy of discouragement. Me having an awareness of that means that I don't have to be a superficial human being in her life that says, oh, well, Donna, thanks for being on the, on the line, and thanks for sharing your feelings. Next caller. Instead, it's, wow. um, Is is there something to do with this information, or do I just get to be a supporter? Is there a way that I can serve? Is there a way that I can be helpful? Friends, think about the people you have in your life right now that there's a strained relationship with. I'm going to invite all you to close your eyes and take a deep breath. And I'm just going to invite you to think of the first person that comes up for you when you think strained relationship. Now, whoever comes to mind for you, it's not your job to unstrain a relationship. But I can tell you that while you're never going to achieve everyone liking you in the world, because the world doesn't work that way, and it's also not the purpose or goal I can tell you that when, when you have a strained relationship in your life, when you step into this deductive process of, "How can I be a better listener?" How can I be more present? How can I do the service to this human being by setting my own triggers on the side or not crossing boundaries inappropriately? You enter into a space as a higher and better version of who you are. So this belief deduction, for me, I love when I'm at Limitless, listening and meeting as many people as I possibly can. And it doesn't matter who comes up to me, in that moment, whatever the exchange is, I want to put my judgments aside. I want to put everything aside, and I just want to drink this person in and listen intently to who they are, what's on their mind, what do they feel compelled to say, what's important to them. And from that space, it's very easy to say, "Wow, how can I how can I serve this person, or how can I just enjoy their presence, or just be thrilled that we both get to have an exchange on the planet at this very moment?" And if I'm at home, it's wow. How can I be present with my daughter who wants help with her homework right now? How can I help my wife who's feeling stressed about making dinner? Um, can I deduce that and then, and then proactively do something about it and step in and take action? You know, we do a lot of belief breakthrough work and we can get so caught up in examining our limitations um, and then trying to overcome them. But for me, my favorite part of belief breakthrough is to get to the action step. It's why in the success guide we ask, great, based on your new beliefs, what are you deciding about yourself? Like what, what new action step do you get to take? What new action step do you get to take based on this breakthrough? And it's only when I really start taking action that it goes from new knowledge and then it becomes wisdom because I'm taking action on that which I've learned. So first of all, Danette, I, I, I want to thank you for being on the line. Are you still there with us? You might still be muted on your phone that if you're still there. I'm back. Awesome. Hey, so just with, with the time we have, I just wanted to share this brief little idea with you. I'm just going to invite you to take a, a deep breath. And we're just going to do a lightning breakthrough. The first limiting belief that comes up when you think about feeling discouraged in your belief breakthrough skills
3: not good enough
0: yeah I'm not good enough at belief breakthrough and if you invest in that thought or as you did a, a few moments ago what's the fruit I feel
3: discouraged
0: yeah does um, that serve you no how would you rather Doesn't feel? get me to my goal yeah how would you rather feel
3: empowered excited
0: awesome so real quick as you're listening to Stephen right there and seeing how fluid and masterful he is, what new belief is going to serve you better?
3: That I'm fluid and masterful.
0: Yes. And if you believe that, then as you're doing Belief Breakthrough, what do you think you're going to experience more of?
3: Fluidity and mastery. Yes,
0: fluidity, yeah, fluidity <laughs> and mastery. <laughs> Um, absolutely so I'm going to invite you just to lock that one in lock it in with a really amazing you know, positive emotion and I, w- I want to thank you for being willing so often to hop on the line and yesterday you did such a beautiful job being vulnerable during that breakthrough on the tribe call which I just loved and just take this moment to celebrate this amazing woman that you are that just reaches out and steps into the unknown to say I'm here to play and grow and I, I honor you for that thank you Yeah, thank you. Uh, Friends, as we wrap up this call, I I have a challenge for you. And the challenge is to step into a new level of consciousness. And this higher level of consciousness comes from being present and by being aware of the beliefs that are all around you. And instead of letting them control you, it's now saying, well, if I possess or I'm learning how to possess the skill of belief breakthrough, Kate, we're going to start talking about the broader applications, and this is one of them. I live in a world of beliefs. And, and you might want to you know, recite some of these. I know you're all muted out. You might want to write some of these down. I live in a world of beliefs. I'm aware of the beliefs around me. I carefully choose which beliefs I invest in. I choose positive, empowering beliefs to power my life I'm aware of the beliefs of other people around me and I ask how I can best honor and serve them in the precious gift of time that I get as I interact with brothers and sisters and human beings all on this planet and in doing this you might find yourself listening more you might find yourself quiet a little bit more You might find yourself assessing who this is in front of you and as we interact with people as our highest and best most conscious self I find that that's where I create the quality moments of life that matter the most and really that's what training is all about today is if I'm going to be awake for 16 hours or 20 hours today how can I enjoy like Thanksgiving every bit of this feast that's been served up for me. How do I drink people and how do I see them? How do I identify with them? And that is this greater consciousness. And so I invite you today to just spend a day having a different awareness. Every time you meet a new human being on the phone, on Facebook, whether it's through you know, some electricity or whether it's face-to-face, I want to invite you to ground and get present and just ask, who is this person in front of me? And how do I create the highest and best moment with them and it may be something small and simple but very very meaningful and living this way it leads to a lot of beautiful opportunities that really allow us to take a break from and step out of our own limitations and start realizing wow I've developed an emotional mastery now and I've developed a belief mastery that this awareness allows me to be have this heightened conscious awareness to see who really is there in front of me and to really ask how I can serve them or whether it's playing with them and having fun with them, loving them, whatever that moment, whatever the highest and best version of that gets to be, for me, it starts with this idea of deducting the beliefs that are happening in their life and my life. Love you, friends. Thank you so much for being on. Um, Stephen, before I turn it back over to you to, uh, to wrap up our call... Um, there's a there's a thought that I wanted to give with everyone here, which is uh, we have our April Limitless coming up, um, and Marianne made a really beautiful post sharing her really huge success this last week. We've got many people that are following in her footsteps. I just wanted you to be aware that we are moving in the direction of being able to offer something I've always wanted to, and the timing is now right. And specifically, what that is is anyone in the inner circle, as we make our our investments to mentor and to grow and to learn, if you're like me and many of the conversations we've had, that your interactions that you have during this year, there's some of the biggest and and, and most life-changing experiences that set you on a new course. And for some of you, that means um, receiving enough value non-monetarily that if it was $25,000, it was obviously perfect and well worth it uh, because you're moving in the direction of your goals and dreams and achieving them. Um, some of you have very specific concerns or maybe some anxiety over money or you're here sure to step into a higher level of money mastery. And I want you to know that we are not far off from really bringing more mainstream into the inner circle this idea of, hey, if you're going to come here and get certified in breakthrough, then within your 12 months, we'd love to see you monetize it in a way where at the lowest level, you obviously were able to pay for your inner circle experience. And um, I'm really passionate about it. It's just been really waiting for the right timing. And Mary Ann the right now, she and I, she's really heading up a, a private group of individuals that I'm stepping in. I'm working with them. I'm their accountability partner. And what we're proving during the next 30 days is that you can use Belief Breakthrough to put yourself on track for a six-figure income. And so if you're on the line and you feel like that's in your stars or something that may be important to you, it's not going to be important to a lot of people in the inner circle, but if it is for you, uh, I'm going to invite you to reach out through Facebook, phone, text, or email to Marianne and, and ask her for some more of the details of what that private team is. Because April 26th with one of our VIP bonus sessions, I want to put 10 people on stage next to Marianne that can not just vouch for what she achieved in such a short space of time, but will also be able to stand up and say, and I've done it too. And if that's important to you, then please reach out to Marianne or even myself, and and we'll get you more details on this private group. And we're hoping in the future that this becomes more of a mainstream opportunity for those in the inner circle where where that's more of a priority for you. And just know that we believe in you. We've got unlimited leads and ability to to help you monetize this incredible gift while changing lives. And that's just a bigger fulfillment on on a vision that I received many years ago that that eventually what would come to be known as Limitless would be this incredible, beautiful, cosmic bridge of helping healers in the world set the record straight and help people on their as of healing and growth and development through what we know as Belief Breakthrough. And, and uh, for some of you, that means that you get to take that skill to more of a, a hobby level or even a professional level. And I want you to know that we're here to help you do that. And uh, for those of you that are already engaged in this private group, hopefully you're enjoying and appreciating the accountability we're going to start putting on a weekly training for you. We've got a Facebook page that's being launched you know, private just for you, and we're going to help you get that rolling. Other than that, just uh, excited for all of you. Um, Marianne we will be doing that special bonus training at uh, at Limitless. And one last thing for everyone on this group, April Limitless is dedicated to married couples. And one of the bonuses is on money, and the other bonus that is about to be released is going to be on sexual intimacy. So anyone that purchases a $99 ticket will get an automatic VIP upgrade for the month of April. And that will entitle them to go to those two bonus sessions, one on money and one on sex. And um, when you see my post, probably tomorrow on sexual intimacy, um, I've invited a very special guest mentor from my own life and Clem's life, to come and take the stage during that VIP session and share a program for developing far deeper intimacy through reprogramming sexual drive and reprogramming the whole sexual experience and creating a reset for any couples that feel like, hey, there's some strain there, there's some disconnect there, and we're not eye to eye, and this is something that sometimes comes up as an argument, it's something that we struggle with or even outright fight over this this whole VIP segment is set up that way, and so that those are going to be two of the really big special promotions for April is it's dedicated to marriage, and so you'll see more on that. When you see those posts, I'm just going to invite you to share them and help get the you know spread the word and get it out there. Um, so that you know, our April Limitless can bless as many lives as possible. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Back to you, Stephen. Awesome, Chris. Thank you so much. I just wanted to second that. Definitely get your friends and family to Limitless. is coming up, uh, Limit List the 26th or 28th of April. It's going to be fantastic. Um, and uh, don't just get your friends and family there. Get yourself there. You're going to want to be there. The VIP sessions are have been created specifically for you from the feedback that we've gotten from people and what you're looking for. So uh, these are going to be truly high-valuable VIP sessions that you're not going to want to miss out on. So with that, everyone, have a fantastic week. Thank you so much, and we'll talk to you next week.
1: All right. Bye-bye.